0: Hello, this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video. And this video is a discussion on Into the Spider-Verse with my mentor. Um, and this will be like a cultural and animation discussion and I'll have him introduce himself.
1: Hi guys, this is Garabo Lehuaila. I am a professor of computer animation at Edinburgh University in Pennsylvania. Uh, and I've known Deborah a long time. We went to school together, um, back in uh, Rochester, New York, Rochester Institute of Technology. So it's nice to have, be able to do this with her, because we are we are like animation people. So you know, talk a little bit about the
0: animation and stuff.
1: All
0: right. Yes, Robo was the TA in my first ever three D class.
1: <laughs> long, long time ago. Time ago.
0: Good- Okay, so our first topic that we're going to start off with is story. Um, So anything that we have to uh, say about story, I'll start. Um, I like that they had a lot of foreshadowing in the beginning. And so um, his dad's complaint about Spider-Man leads into why he doesn't feel like he can tell him later that he is Mm Spider-Man. And um, the teacher playing a clip of Olivia... Uh, Octavius, Doc Doc Ock, who he will meet later. So that was some foreshadowing. And then after getting assigned um, the Great Expectations essay, uh, they play Biggie's um, Hypnotize. um, And that kind of alludes to the Doc Ock hypnotism uh, thing. Uh, And the Alchemist Spider is for the place where Doc Ock works. So that's some initial for, uh, story stuff. Do you have anything that you liked about the story?
1: Uh, You know, for me, the story was was very, very well written, very well put together. Mm-hmm. Just the character of Miles being, you know, this this kid. He's just a kid. He's a little, going through a little stuff. He's struggling. He's in this school that he doesn't want to be in. Uh, he feels out of place. He's just, he's got a lot on his plate for someone so young. Yeah. Uh, And then to have this added on top of it, you know, he's having he's having his issues with his father. He relates more to his uncle, who is sort of not on the good side of the law, if you will, uh, compared to his father, who's a policeman. Um, And then to find out that, you know, his uncle was was, you know, working for Fisk, you know, just so much on this kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And watching him sort of deal with that through the movie to the point where he starts to be able to, to handle everything. It's just, you know, the character arc was, was fantastic. I think they, they, they wrote him very well.
0: And through your talking, you kind of made me think of, it's, it can be um, comparable to, like, what kids, because I was thinking about um, how it, all this stuff is on him, and I'm sure that's, like, pretty typical of a kid from the inner city and you know, having to, if you're in a low poverty area and then having to take care of your like siblings or get home early, cook dinner. So all of this stuff on kids, this could be a comparable thing where maybe they could see themselves in the character where it's like, man, I'm just like 15 years old or something. And I got to deal with all this. Like why? I'm a child.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um,
0: It's, it's, it's it's,
1: it's a lot to put on somebody so young. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things that are supposed to be a good thing. You know, he's in the school for like more sort of gifted students, but he feels out of place there because um, he's not around his own people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's and then he's got to he's got to he's got to live up to this father who is, you know, this cop, this good guy, you know, he's got to live up to that. He He wants to do his spray painting, which is, you know. When you get when your father's a cop, you know you're you're not gonna run around tagging stuff, or at least you shouldn't. But that that's you know, so it's just it's just so much on the kid, you know. And then I just thought he was written brilliantly. So yeah. So
0: do you, do you feel like you have any similar experiences with like coming from Botswana and then coming to America? I don't know, maybe not feeling like you belong, or just being a fish out of water, or just having to learn how to adapt.
1: Uh for for me. Not necessarily, you know, America it's funny, America's always been comfortable to me, I, I should say. And, and it's it's weird because I've always lived in whiter parts of the country. I started out in Minnesota, northern Minnesota in the cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too many black people out there. then then I ended up in um, New York, you know, in the some sort of whiter areas in New York, and I've sort of been and now i'm in I'm in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, north Northwestern Pennsylvania, There's a lot of white areas. Funnily enough, though, I, you know, I've never really felt too out of place
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, for me growing up, though, was just sort of living up to, you know, my father and, you know, his accomplishments. So my, my dad started out, you know, really, really poor mm-hmm. and managed to pull himself up, you know, get to Harvard. He's a Harvard educated lawyer and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And, you know, just sort of living up to that image. Right, so kind of that uh, was kind of tough, um, but being in America, you know, you yeah, I mean, I see the problems in the, in the country mm-hmm. uh, and all that. But I, you know, I've always been around a diverse group of people. Just my whole life, we had people from all over the world uh, in 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 my country, and then when I went to high school, I went to high school in Swaziland at mm-hmm. a high school that was they called the United World College. And okay. I I had people from all over the world, all, all races. So I've I've just always been surrounded <laughs> by people of all races, um, and it, it just it, there was no change because America is just full of that too. But even yeah. though in the more white areas, I've been around enough white people in my life that it wasn't. It, I didn't really feel that out of place there.
0: Yeah, but yeah. living up to your fathers, like kind of legacies, probably pr- similar to um, Miles having a police officer as a, as a right. dad right right, right. <laughs> oh man i got these high standards
1: yeah because my you know my dad was always about you know you follow the rules the rules are there for a reason you follow the rules no exceptions so you know, you, <laughs>
0: yeah, like you, you know
1: that's that's tough that's tough yeah
0: yeah and so some more about the story some cultural references that i liked um like the running game on a girl, and um, or having game where he was trying to get the tips from his uncle, and then he kind of sucked it <laughs> trying to talk yeah, to uh, Gwen. And then, um, I mean, just simply hopping fences, like I don't know, in the graffiti and the vernacular and tone that he switches at certain times throughout the movie, like it's just, it it just was a comfortable feeling of just little nuances that maybe other communities wouldn't notice but it was cool
1: yeah no i i certainly i did appreciate that um and i like that there was a little spanish spoken there you know because his mom is a spanish speaker um right. that was nice as well and he he actually spoke some Spanish as, himself um it, it's nice to see this you know these characters that are typically played by you know white characters right. um to see that as as even if you, you know, even if it was like Asian or something, but something different was really mm-hmm. nice. It's, it's, you know, it, you know, i I'd have to admit, I didn't really have that much experience with Miles Morales' character right. I, you know, I don't really have much time nowadays to sort of sit down and read comics. Um, but I, I have heard that some of the people that do read the comics always had a had this thing about Miles that he was too much, like he was trying to live up to Peter Parker. Okay. And I've heard people say with this film that that wasn't the case anymore, that he, he sort of had to find himself yeah. uh, and be, be, be the person that he's supposed to be, which I thought was really nice. And those cultural aspects in it, the, the sort of the tagging, the spray painting, which, you know, sometimes using a negative, you know, the, the, the idea of young black kids running around spray painting things can be sometimes a negative image that, you know, in this case, it didn't really feel too much that way. Right, it's him expressing his artistic side.
0: Looking uh, at the beauty. In-
1: yeah. So you know the, the very you know again this very deep character, very just beautifully written, deep deep character, flawed, uh, you know as you'd expect, and just having to find himself in this in this craziness going on around him, I thought was just wonderful.
0: Yeah. So um go, moving on to the character because um, you mentioned the Spanish speaking so in the opening sequence, like opening with listening to the song and his headphones and singing along and then just like the imperfection that you mentioned of like him not knowing all the words and it was just like that's that's me
1: that's
0: right, everybody. Like, right. <laughs> Why don't we just be like.
1: <laughs> I think for me that was one of the, the the first like right then I knew I already liked this character. Yeah. <laughs> because he was just sort of stumbling through the song but it was it was more about the feeling, right? It's, it's not about right. the words, it's not about knowing the words, Herb, it's about the feeling of the song. Right. And you know, that that just struck me right there like wow, this 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 is going to be good. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, I I love that. I love that. That was that was that was funny.
0: And then, so he's bopping to the music on beat. So that's important in (laughs) in black. (laughs) Right. right. And then, um, trying to hit the high notes. (laughs) Like trying to hit the high notes, thinking you're killing it when you're really not. Right,
1: right, right. I know I've done that myself. (laughs)
0: Like, uh, 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 I'll get that next time. (laughs) Then the code switching of, okay, he starts off conversing with his mom in Spanish, he speaks to his black friend, and then he speaks Spanish to his Hispanic slash Latino friend, and then the intricate handshake with another friend. So it's just, like, all this, like, code switching depending on who the person is and just the nuances of kind of being a person of color and having a diverse background, diverse friends, and all that type stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that aspect.
1: Yeah, no, that, that uh, and then sort of, you know, once he gets to his school, this, the struggle that he has with the communicating with the people there kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting as well, that uh, he was very liked when he started out on his way to school with all these these people, and then as he sort of gets gets to school there, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't help his dad embarrass him right at the door, but, <laughs> <laughs> which I yeah. thought was great. That was a nice piece of script writing right there. <laughs> right, because uh, you know we all remember back in the day being just our parents just just embarrassing the hell out of us and and we just wishing we we could just teleport out of there, like uh,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know wish you could turn on his invisibility right there, right
0: right oh yeah, that would have been a nice uh, asset to have at that point in the movie <laughs> right,
1: right right um you know when, you know which could have been a another foreshadowing thing just. You know because he eventually does get the ability to just disappear and he actually does it later when he's when he gets mad there in the in the basement there when, when they um when they realize he's not ready and he, right. he he's able to just disappear and and go so that might you know for all I know that was sort of foreshadowing of of that as well there so
0: just. and then the disappearing um with his uncle when he went to go like kind of get comforted by him and then He uh, and then the uncle comes through the window and he finds out that he's prowler.
1: Yeah, because then now now his world is really sort of crumbling around him, Um, and he's able to sort of disappear. But yeah, it's just just awesome, awesome writing.
0: And then um, just to show off my research, uh, the song (laughs) playing while he was walking is familiar. By Nicki Minaj and Annual AA, who's Puerto Rican, featuring Bantu, so that gives you that reggaeton hip-hop feel. Right. Um, And so it's a continual mixture of who he is, which is half Black and half Puerto Rican, and then it also grabs the people of color in the audience to help see themselves in the movie immediately, so. Right. That was all in the opening sequence, I thought that was like really awesome, to pull in people like, oh, this is going to be about me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Yo, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's that's always a thing. Um, people like to see themselves on screen, right? Uh it's, you know, we we e- even growing up in Africa, I mean I was so familiar with American culture just from Yeah, just from it, you know, it's it's all over there just like it is here. Um and go you know, I just I just recently went back uh a month a couple months ago mm-hmm. and now there's more so the local TV There always was, but now there's a lot more. Yeah, like it's it's really it's it's intriguing and you you get caught up in it because you, you can relate to these people a little bit more than when right. it was mostly American entertainment. Uh, you know, even back in the 80s, man, it was just, you know, like I watched mostly American shows, There's a couple here and there that are local. Uh, but now there's a lot more. So it, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice to see that.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's nice to see foreign countries, particularly African countries, like whether it's getting more technology or just feeling comfortable and not seeing America as the end-all be-all and like, oh, we could produce our own things and it could be, we could have a, more of a connection to it.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so the movie was created in a way that it was for everyone, but they made sure to include something for people of color. And so he's wearing... The Air Jordans <laughs> in black urban areas. You know, we're in the Jordans allowed uh, you to uh, connection to one of the greatest basketball players in history, mm-hmm. and a shoe catalyst for the boom in sneaker culture. So, those man, like I, I've never owned a pair of Jordans, but, but I would get those.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, I've had a few. In my dad never had those particular ones, but it was it was nice to see that. It was certainly nice to see that.
0: And um, uh, let's see. Okay, so the rebelling because he cares more uh, about his present than his future, like a typical kid. So not wanting to go to the private school, going to see his uncle Aaron when his like dad didn't want him to. So that rebellious nature of, of like just being a kid. Like I don't see what you see as far as like what the private school can benefit me. So I'm just like not gonna like it. Right. It's like. When- you appreciate later
1: right and yeah like you say I mean you know kids man (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: they they say you know there's all saying that uh, youth is wasted on the young yeah (laughs) and and that that's a prime example right there because you know he's got this opportunity you know he he's smart enough that he got he got into the school that is a jump off point for like an amazing life if if he would just recognize Mm -hmm. um and, you know that you know I'm sure I I went through that in my day thinking oh why do I have to do this stuff but you know you you sort of have to 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 grow up buckle down and 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 deal with it um so yeah there there's always that that uh, aspect when you're young
0: and that could that could be another foreshadowing moment cuz you said jumping off point and I thought about him jumping off the building and yeah. so just being put in uncomfortable situations like okay you're tied up with this webbing all over your body and over your mouth, and you're like, and they're like, "Peace, you're not ready." <laughs> and he's like, "Ah!" Like <laughs> Goku or something. <laughs> yeah. And he, like gets all the spider webs off of him, and then that's his like start of his journey to becoming Spider Man.
1: Yeah, um, that was good. He sort of had to. He had to work it out in his mind. He had to. He had to get there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think that was a, that was a good way for him to do that. Um, and, you, know, you know, part of me wonders if that's what Peter, Peter was, hoping, was hoping for.
0: It had to be that a he, setup, at least from Peter, at the very least from Peter. I don't know about the other right. Spider-Mans, but, like, Peter was like, yeah, this is going to get him. <laughs>
1: right, right. So, you know, that, that, was, that was really nice. Sometimes you got you to gotta just take the time to, to, to figure it out. And then once you do, you go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, and he goes to the lair or whatever, and Aunt May is like, it's about time. So that's, that has to be on purpose.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I love that May in this because, you know, she was badass. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was just sitting there like, dude, what took you so long? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was, that was brilliant. Um, she wasn't just this old lady, you know, she was, there right. was, there was substance to her. There was, there was, this sort of, they fleshed her out very well. Yeah. Um, so I I love that. And she made him the the web shooters, you know, little things like that. I think added to the story. Just give give Aunt May something more to do than just be the the aunt whose husband died. You know, she she was a much more interesting character, I thought.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so before we get into the character design, like, do you have anything else that you think about just the character writing of Miles Morales that you liked? Um. Well,
1: yeah, just like I say, he's, he's just very, very deeply, very well written. I, I, I'm, I suspect that it took him a long time to to get all the, the stuff into that character. Yeah. That they wanted, um, because he, he, and he was very well acted too. You know, Shemek Moore yeah. did, did a fan, and I'll be honest, with you, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with Shemek Moore before this, but. Uh, I, I thought he he just played him perfectly. Just the the way his voice is, um, and the way the way the the sort of dialogue was written, felt very yeah. real, very felt very yeah. real to me, and played brilliantly by Shamik Moore. Um, and so this, and like I said, from just just from him singing at the beginning, yeah, you know, in that voice, I, yeah. it was just played so well. So yeah, definitely definitely liked the character. Yeah.
0: Yeah, even with, like, all the stuff we're going to get into to later with the animation and just all the innovation that they did, the, for me, the with, like, with you, the number one way, the reason I thought it was, like, an awesome movie is because of the story and the writing. It's just, like, y'all took so much care with this character, with this story, and you could tell, like, they were, like, yeah, this is important. We're going to do this right.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, no, they did, they did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah. So for the character design, we got the broad nose, <laughs> got the afro here, yeah. full lips, yeah. full lips. <laughs> so um, and then to kind of go off on the full lips. So something that I noticed um as I'm like as I'm trying to learn uh, more, I mean, because I I essentially know character modeling, but I just haven't practiced a lot and then trying to learn more sculpting. I watch all these YouTube videos. And as you know, there's, like, a lot of um, uh, white animators or modelers that kind of produce these videos. And when they're going over the structure of creating lips, they're always like, oh, yeah, the upper lip hangs over the bottom lip a little bit. I'm like, that's for white people. Y'all are never telling, like, the perspective from a Black character because our lips don't do that. Right, right. And there's there's a YouTuber called Jan Sculps, and he, like... um, Sculpted a black woman like a speed sculpt, and I like had to leave a comment like, Wow, this is like the first black person I've seen. I've like watched hundreds of videos, and this is like the first black person I've seen done by like a white person. I'm just like, Y'all just don't be modeling black people,
1: yeah. Uh, it's true. Um, you know, on one hand, it's it's kind of to be expected, right? Most people when they when they want to make characters, they tend to make characters that look like them. Yeah. Um, and they probably have more more you know being white, they, they grew up around white people, so they they yeah. they notice the features better than than trying to reproduce a, a black person. So you can you can you can kind of understand that, but at the same time, you kind of as a as a designer, you want to be able to you know make multiple types of ethnicities and. And what have you to, to sort of broaden your range as an artist? And uh, there are there are there are obviously differences, and not just the major differences like the broader noses and whatever, but there's there's you know there's a lot of differences in in our facial structures and 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 all the just body body types as well. Yeah, um, there's a lot of differences there. So you know, as an artist, you want to be well-rounded. It's it it would serve you well to sort of do everybody you know do do Asians do native Americans do whatever it is uh, just to 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 get the skill to you start to realize recognize the nuance between the different races uh beyond just the the obvious the obvious Asian people have the the eyes and whatnot but there there's probably other other little things in there as well that are not so obvious that that you start to see so um to see a character like like uh miles done you know the hair the 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 nose like you said uh mm-hmm. is it, yeah very it's very nice to be able to see that as as a black person in, in in this day and age to be able to see that is is really nice
0: yeah and like um you know you were saying the body structure something I learned recently is even with the BMI that they tell us at the doctor like it's not applicable to black people <laughs> so um our body <laughs> is so different than when they say oh this is your ideal weight like that's not really that I- we shouldn't listen <laughs> right. that's not ideal weight for a black person because we're just shaped differently so it's just like people don't even really think about that where yeah like um i remember seeing another video where this guy was testifying. i think he was a doctor and he was testifying at some type of forum and he was saying how the um you know the little diet. It used to be a pyramid, but now it's something else, which I don't know because I'm not yeah. in school. <laughs> but <laughs> but he was saying that you keep telling people to drink milk every day, but most Black people are lactose intolerant, so you're like killing us. <laughs> and so it's just like the nuances of how research is done. Like people always look from that like European lens, and even yep. with like um you know the 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 Hand washing where it starts uh, automatically, sometimes that doesn't work depending on your skin color and the, and the AI that they're doing now and they're not like um, testing it on black people. So uh, like at the global um, entry at the airport, sometimes it doesn't work for black people.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and unfortunately that's so the world our, we live our in. Skin,
0: our skin absorbs light it, and, and white people's skin like reflects it. Right. So that's the right. problem.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately that's that's kind of the world we live in where, you know like for example, in 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 fashion, Mm -hmm. they call things nude. And what (laughs) color is nude, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, really. Um, but and and what's funny is that even amongst white people there there's there's a good range of, of skin tones there. Yeah. And that nude it sort of applies to a very light, light sort of lighter end of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, a lot of times these things are made where people. The thing is, people think that the, the main difference between us is that we have you know very you know slight physical things here, and then yeah. the skin tone, and that's where it ends. It, it, it really it goes a lot. There's like genetic different. There's 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 a lot of differences between us, and uh, how we're sort of built and and what have you. Um,
0: Even when you think of the slim fit trend, like.
1: Black men have the eyes, yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, that, yeah, that's always funny. This, this skinny jeans and whatnot. I'm like, I'm not wearing
0: that, man. I'm not,
1: <laughs> I couldn't fit in there if I if I'd wanted to. I couldn't fit in those right.
0: jeans. Stays in the in the dressing room. You don't even come out.
1: It's, you know, it's not just the black women with the booties. We got we got some booties too, the dudes. You know, what I mean? so, uh, it's just yeah. Some of these these fashion trends, we, we can't go we can't go on that ride. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The buck stops here. <laughs> so to go into more character design, so the Spider Man costume, we go from the makeshift costume where he bought it from Stan Lee, the the Halloween costume, and then you. Uh, when he becomes a real Spider-Man you go to the um, costume that he spray painted which is right. still bringing in his culture and then the graffiti spider so it kind of combines his old self and his new self with the Spider-Man costume and then the graffiti mm-hmm. so like a nice and then something that stay consistent um because I guess it's winter He still whether he has the old costume or the new costume he has the jordans the um hoodie the jacket and, and what else um the shorts
1: so, yeah yeah the shorts on yep yep yeah no that that was i i, I really did like the design of that costume um mm-hmm. I thought what they did with it only thing that sort of maybe gave me a little pause there was that he never got to to sort of build his own suit. He took Peter's suit and then adjusted yeah. that. Um, and then also just given how much smaller he is than Peter, you know. Right. It's one of those like, things we, like, we we gotta just sort of kick, push that to the side.
0: <laughs> right. Like retrofitted or 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 Black Panther, how it just
1: it, it, just, yeah, it just shrinks really down, high. right? <laughs> um, so, you know, you sort of overlook that. I definitely right. like that that black suit. I mean, it was it was nice. The black with the red highlights was really nice. Um And, and speaking of of Miles's size, I always it was always funny to me that he's that small. You know what I mean? He's he's in yeah. how's he fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around there. Fifteen, yeah. sixteen. You're you're generally about as tall as almost as tall as you're going to be. You know? Right. And he's a lot shorter than his father. And that always to right. me like, why is he so small? And <laughs> You know, and and you know, maybe maybe it was sort of a a writing thing, to where he's you know he he's a minority, so he's a small guy,
0: right?
1: And that you know, when he comes up in the end and does big things, it sort of adds to that. So maybe there's that aspect to it, which I think is is a nice little thing. But he he always struck me as like, why is this kid so small? Because <laughs> even his mama's bigger taller than he is, <laughs> you know.
0: So yeah, it's it's still possible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anything, uh, we're gonna move on to animation next, but anything with any of like, um, the character design? I am gonna go into the um, style of the m- multiple Spider-Mans, but anything else with like the character design of Miles or any of the other, ma- not the not the Spider-Mans, but the other characters?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Green Goblin to me, um, that was weird, to be honest with you. <laughs> Him being an actual beast that with wings and, and you know, I thought that was a little weird. Eh. Um, Kingpin was interesting. That that just that bulk of, yeah. <laughs> of him. Uh, and again, I you know I, I wish I knew more about the character and why he's so strong, the way he's as strong as he is. Yeah, because uh, he's basically because su- Spider Man is is has superhuman strength and this guy can can hold off Spider Man. And I, I don't know, you know. Did, I don't like. I said I don't. I don't remember the. I don't know the character too well. I don't know if he got superpower somewhere or just he's just that strong somehow. I don't know. But um, the way they had him with where he was that big, I I know the first time I saw the movie it was a little sort of jarring. Like wow, I mean yeah, we get that he's a big guy, but that was like huge. But it sort of grew on me over over time. Yeah. Um, Spider Noir, fantastic. The whole black yeah. and white, you know uh wearing the trench coat and that and the hat was was it was great. Uh, yeah, we're
0: gonna get Spider-Man's later.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So
0: but, um th- just to go back to the Green Goblin, I want to kind of tell the viewers, like um you know, in animation, as you know, you know, it's it allows you to have imagination, but it's still based in reality. So it's just like you you can only do so much. You can't you can't you, you can play with the physics, but in order for audiences to like it, you still want to kind of base it in reality. And so um, yeah. I remember when I took my gesture drawing class and we had to combine like two or three animals like we had to do a skeleton and combine two or three animals it still had to look realistic like you had yeah. to take some time and put care into it like if you put a bird and, and an alligator or something together it still had to look like it was a real animal so you can't even though it's animation you can't just throw it together it be like oh people would like that like no we still need some type of reality it, even if you're flying it still needs to be some type of physics to it and all that right. type stuff
1: yeah no absolutely absolutely so uh, yeah, I would agree with that a hundred percent. You you can't go too far with right. You, you, well, what I tell my students is, you, you push it, and when it goes too far, you can dial it back. You you know, you push it as far as you can, but when it starts to, to fall apart, there you can you can always dial it back a little bit, and that's probably the sweet spot right there. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the Green Goblin. Yeah, I I didn't really like that camera too much. Uh, he wasn't there very long, so I didn't I didn't dwell on that. Uh, yeah. The Scorpion, another one was, you know, I wasn't I wasn't in love with that character either. Um, but other than that, you know, everything else, I, I did like the Prowler. I, I love the the the, oh, yeah. the the music that came with him whenever he was around. It was like, uh, you know, I just watched it with my daughter, and every time the music came on, I could feel her tense up, you know, which so. <laughs> uh, very, very, very interesting, D- you know, combining the design with the music was, was really good on that character.
0: Yeah, um, that I've been learning as I do more character modeling and watch more videos is even when um, you do cartoony 3D models, they still have to have anatomy, like the correct anatomy. So that's um, even as somebody who kind of learned in school it was a new thing where I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of does make sense where you can't just get crazy with the anatomy of a cartoon. It's still, even if it's not a realistic human, you still have to keep the kind of proportions or you have to just be realistic with anatomy.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so again, this is one of the things that I, I sort of get on my students about is you gotta know anatomy, right? You can't just, if you're gonna have a humanoid character, you can't just do whatever. Because right. people, people are going to call that out. It's going to it's going to not sit. right And if, even if somebody can't articulate what's wrong with it, something's just not going to sit right with them. Like, well, what you know, something's wrong with this character. So
0: this every day. So we know. Yeah. Innately. Right.
1: Exactly. So you got to you got to understand how the human body works, because a lot of students, you know, you know, stu- <laughs> students tend to they can be lazy sometimes. They mm-hmm. they think they can just sit there and pull out a character in, in no time at all. It's like, nah, you kind of have to do some pre work before you start designing a character. You got to understand anatomy. I teach a modeling class, and uh, you know, we model the head of a character, and before we even get there, we I start talking about anatomy. I start talking about uh, you know the, the facial muscles, the the fat layers, the the bone layers. You got to know all this stuff, otherwise, you're not gonna be able to do it right. And right. they don't you know, they don't listen. The first time around, they don't listen, right? Uh, Learn
0: how to way.
1: <laughs> and then they had me something, and I critique it, and you know I basically rip it apart, and I tell them why, and I say, look, I told you guys this at the beginning. You got if you're going to reproduce something, you got to study it, yeah, first, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the, by the end of the class, they sort of understand that. So we, yeah, humans, we tend to th- we tend to base things in our own reality. Um, It's very hard for humans to think outside of that. So when you're designing characters, you kind of have to remember that and push it as far as you can, but you gotta remember the the sort of foundation uh, is is real human anatomy.
0: Cool, so next we're gonna move on to the animation. Um, And so uh, something uh, just to give like some kind of information to viewers, uh, something that one of my professors taught me when I took script writing for animation is that when you use animation as a medium, you're kind of using it for a purpose. And this this is kind of something I said in my Lion King review video where there's literally no point <laughs> in using animation if you're going to try to make it realistic. Like, <laughs> like, what's the point of Lion? And so that's something he taught us where like, use the medium for what it's used for, like, have somebody flying, have somebody doing Stretch Armstrong, like, if you're going to use 2D or 3D as a medium, out, if, if you're not going to use live action, what is the reason you're using it, and then use that, so, um, um, animation is a medium where possibilities are endless, so actually use your, it to your advantage, and have comp- that are unique to the um, medium So where a lot of animated movies Fail these days Is that they're trying so hard to be realistic But that's what live action is for So like Into the Spider-Verse Just took that to the totally different direction Like we gonna animate this in multiple ways
1: Right, right <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's that's true um, The Spider-Verse was You know, generally I don't like tune shading mm-hmm. um, For the reason that you know, trying to make 3D look like 2D sometimes looks real goofy. Uh, 2D is imperfect, and that for me, that that's that's the the thing I love about it. So when a character does a turn in 3D space, you know, quote unquote 3D space, when you're talking about 2D animation, it, it it's off a little bit because yeah. it's hard. To, it's hard to draw that frame by frame. Um, and anytime someone does 3D animation, then Toon shades it. And a character's moving around in three D space it's too perfect, and it just doesn't look right to me. Yeah. But with with this film, I think they they did it in a way that it worked very well.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the, just the look of it. I mean, if you and if you if you sort of pause it and look at a frame and mm-hmm. how they they how they set it up, there's like multiple layers. Yeah. going On there, <laughs> there's that's you know the outlines of the characters are there, but they're not too bold and too out there. There's like uh, dot sort of hatching with dots kind of a thing going on in, in the shadow areas. And even when they did like a, a depth of field blur, sort of rack focus, the yeah. way that they do it, they sort of split the layers. It's, it's, it's really, really very technically uh, well done, but mm-hmm. still being very artistic in how they did it. So this, this film was, it, it, you know, very, I think for me, probably the best use of sort of quote unquote tomb shading uh, on 3D animation I've seen.
0: Yeah, so when you're talking about the two D animation, so I'm doing research for another video, um, or maybe multiple videos where, um, kind of talking about different animated famous animators, and so I recently came across a post, um, uh, what is his name? Is it Milk Call? And he did, um, you know, Tigger and a lot of the characters in uh, Jungle Book and stuff like that. And so they say, you know, every um, animator has their style. And so his calling card was like it's called like the wiggle, and so he he would do that a lot because of how hard it was. So if you think of um, snake, and then um, uh, some of the other characters in Jungle Book where they go like and or Tigger and he's like and so and then he and then in like. um what is it, uh, is it Robin Hood, where he'll, he'll have the, uh, the, uh, the cat character, is it a lion, or, and he, and he would do the wiggle while turning, and just to keep the perspective of that in 2D, that's why he would do it, because he'd be like, none of y'all can do this, so I'm gonna do it, like, every five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of goes to your point of how 2D is imperfect, but then, because that was his calling card, because he could do it better than anybody else.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that that's uh, it. It is hard to do because uh, we have we have a, we have a uh, uh, traditional animation department, um, and actually, I don't know if you remember Jeremy from uh, RIT. He's he's a professor in there, um, and you know, just watching some of the things that they do, two D is hard. <laughs> I could I could I don't I you know two D is just not my thing. I don't have the patience to sit there and draw a million things. Me neither.
0: Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's another video i want to do like all animation is tedious it just um, depends on what tediousness you want to deal with because 3d is tedious but yeah. i can deal with pushing, pushing and pulling points or edges or faces but like i feel like with 2d it's like drawing the same picture over and over again
1: <laughs> yeah so that's definitely not for me <laughs> i mean generally i don't like i don't like to do anim- actual animation myself i'm more uh sort of modeler, uh, yeah. you know, I, I do fluid dynamics and stuff. Cause animation is very, very tedious. To get it looking good, you really gotta put in that time to get it, look, get it right. And it's, you know, it's difficult. It's not easy, um, but definitely 2D is like, man, you're gonna sit there and draw over and over. <laughs> you know, at 24 frames a second, if you're doing it on twos instead of ones, you still gotta do 12 drawings to get one second of animation it's just just insane to me <laughs> but you got you know if you love to draw then it, you know it, you know you you do that but yeah <laughs> you got to find what you love
0: yeah, and like, as, I, as I've told people before, like, I call myself black woman animator, but I'm actually black woman modeler. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the animator part is for the masses because y'all don't know what, because if I call myself black woman modeler, like, oh, you model? Like, ugh. I, I just would uh, y'all just <laughs> practice me off. I'll just be like, nah, I'm black woman animator. Y'all know what the animator is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing because the whole field is called computer animation and, and then people look at me like, oh, so you animate? I'm like, nah, no, not really. <laughs> I I model stuff and I do fluid simulations and whatnot, but no, animation, no, nah, not really. But yeah, it's it's for a certain type of person. I, I'm not, I'm not that dude.
0: Man, I, I like when I would take 3D animation classes. It was just like I thought I was pushing myself, and then it's just like, nah, that's <laughs> why animation not my thing because I'm like, it could be better, and I, I don't never get to the better part. <laughs> like, it's just like yeah. always flat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no i i mean i i understand animation i understand how it works it's just i don't want to do it
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you know i i get it and i can teach it i just don't like to do it myself and that's okay that's the nice thing about this field is that you you don't have to do everything you can specialize in whatever you like and just mm-hmm. do that. that that's always a nice thing in 2d you kind of have to be able to animate yeah yes. it's, it's just what it is <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're, you know, one of the, the background artists or if you're, you know, one of the, the, the guys that do the coloring, the filling, that type of stuff. But generally, you have to be able to animate. Yeah.
0: Check out my jobs in animation series. I'm still going to be producing more videos, but I got some of them. So you like to draw. That's one of them. That's the first. Well, that's the second one I made. And that's the end of this episode. Check out part two next week.